podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. What makes for a great vacation? Depends on who you ask. Are you looking to get away or bring everyone together? Do you want to get outside and play or see a play at the plate? Fortunately, however you operate, I'm the destination you've been looking for. The name's Missouri, but you can call me Mo. And I have just one question. What's your M.O.? To find your M.O., tap now. Or for information on safe travel, come see me at visitmo.com. The yeah, H post-match reaction for Everton 1, Manchester City 3. At Goldson Park today, uh, we are back in town now. Uh, we are sat outside the very rainy Rigby's under shelter. Uh, the weather pretty much sims up Everton's form at the moment. It's third defeat in a row. Um... What a game, I think. Uh, we've got, I've got Nick Preble and Mike Hasler with me, by the way. <laughs> but yeah, a game, I think, Nick, uh, and, and the weather certainly, the summers of Everton's reached a four at the moment, but certainly the performance today has um, generated mixed opinions on social media, I'd say. Um, How do you feel coming out to Gunnison Park after that performance today? Yeah, I've, sort of, I've certainly got mixed feelings myself. I'm a little bit torn between um, wondering whether the, the scoreline flattered City or whether they actually deserved that 3-1 win. And in truth, it's probably something in between, isn't it? Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm not disappointed coming out, and that's probably my, the wrong attitude that, that I have as an Evertonian. Um, even though none of our players particularly excelled today, they also didn't have a stinker. Um, and I'm sure we'll come to maybe one or two individual mistakes for goals um, in, in a little while. But, you know, I was more than happy to applaud them off for the final whistle because I thought we did put in a shift against one of the best teams in the world if not the best team in the world and um, you know this is a team that nearly put a rugby score against Watford last week um, they're an incredible team and we we showed for large parts of that game that we could match them or at least frustrate them and I actually think in that second half we were maybe five or ten minutes away from City becoming frustrated um, and maybe being a little bit more risky in their play um, and maybe if we, we'd managed to hold on for just a little while longer, it could have been a very different result. But, you know, the difference in class show today, unfortunately, they, they are um, several echelons above us um, in, in terms of class and quality. Um, and they just thought the chances better than we did, ultimately. Um, so, yes, I'm disappointed, disappointed but I'm, I'm not going to castigate the team for the performance today. Uh, for me personally, uh, I'm pretty buoyed by the performance. Um, coming out of the Sheffield United game, I was gutted. I felt we played poorly. Um, we didn't have any ideas. We didn't know how to break them down. For me, this was a, a reaction. I'm never going to be happy coming away with from Goodison Park with zero points. I'm never even happy coming away with Goodison Park with one point. So, of course, I'm disappointed. But I feel that those are players that were playing for silver and I've got to say I agree with Nick I think there was a couple of opportunities that if we'd have put them away we could have come away with a draw or we could have come away with a win so yes I know the weather's shit and (laughs) and our form is just as bad but our performance wasn't and I think next week Burnley I don't want to say make or break but it is absolutely massive for Everton but I feel based on that if we played like that at Burnley we could only come away with the three points. I, I mean, I'll, I'll come back to you first, Mike, on this, but I, I don't want to look too far ahead. Obviously, we're going to talk about the game a little bit, but I think you're right. It's it's a performance, I think, that will be looked upon very much based on the context of what happens next week. If we go to Burnley and lose next week, it'll be very much a case of it's another loss in four defeats in a row. 
Whereas if we go there and get a win, like you said there, all of a sudden you look at this display and go, do you know what? The green shoot recovery started in that City game. A, a little bit like what happened last season when we got beat 2-0 by Man City at Goodison. It wasn't, wasn't a great performance, but it was a team that looked like they were playing for silver. Different ideas, good intensity, and we went on a great run from there. And I think it, it, it's vital now to build on this, otherwise it would just be fouled away with the, the other losses. I think the reason that we played so well today is because I think this, the way we set up is the correct way to set up against City. Two hole in the in midfield is, is the way that you should play against Man City and Liverpool. Maybe a couple of the other big six, but not too many. Away at Burnley, no disrespect to them, I don't think Everton should be playing two holding midfielders. And it was the same at, at Sheffield United. At home, we shouldn't be playing Schneider and Delft. We should be going for the jugular. What's wrong with playing the free attackers behind Keane and Calvert-Lewin? I've just going for a system of we're going to score more goals than you. So the performance today was good because the system was good. Away at Burnley, go for it. Try and get a win. Go for goals. That's, that's the big decider and it's on Silva to, to make that decision of Keane and Calvert-Lewin for me Yeah I think, um, I think you're right next, next week is massive and you know even if we have a great performance and you know either a draw or Burnley nick it then it's going to be a very different picture to me saying oh it was a great performance today but I'm not disappointed um, so I don't care how we win next week we just need to win um, I'd be annoyed if it was a draw I really would because I I, I'm not sure that would um, buoy me going into the international break. I wouldn't feel me with any confidence coming off it either. And also wouldn't probably help our league position too much either. And all those factors combined means that uh, very suddenly Everton have found themselves in a position where it's 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 really vital that we win that. And you know, like I said, it doesn't matter how we win, it doesn't matter who we play. Um, doesn't matter who scores the winning goal we really need to win next week yeah. um, on the game itself today then uh, first things first that Manchester City kit oh my word utterly horrific wasn't it I, I mean I was, I was struggling for long spells might even pick up their plays on the pitch I mean but, you know their, their lads had no issue with it clearly because they, they were very good in the first half but oh my it's one of the worst kits I think I've ever seen that one I've got to say definitely in the top three of worst <laughs> hits um, I'm struggling to think of, of many worse than that um didn't Newcastle have it? Yes, what was like meant to be a tuxedo not too long ago? It was pretty bad. Or I don't know what is it Nike their sponsorship? I don't I know. So. I don't know what they're thinking with this. Um, <laughs> it was it was horrendous. Um, unfortunately, it didn't have any impact on on their play. Maybe their defence was a bit shaky, but it's probably because of the lack of defenders they got left. Um, that's kind of on the same level of. Didn't Everton have like a pink kit about 10, 12 yeah, years ago? Yeah. Worse than that, definitely, but <laughs> we've all been there. We've all had horrendous yeah. kits. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one for the kids, I reckon, so maybe not, not as, as adults in this day and age. But um, first off, it was a bit weird, I think, Nick. It was obviously, obviously, we had the injury to walk out after a minute, which sort of quieted everyone down, and the atmosphere sort of faded away from the ground straight away. And probably. In a lot of respects, that sort of favoured them because you know we didn't manage to get ahead of steam, or we didn't manage to get the crowd into the game. Everyone sort of is in that Goodison mode where you sort of chat to your mate and you're not really looking at the game very much. And they, they capitalised on that. They scored a fantastic goal, you've got to say. But um, Everton respond pretty well, all in all. Um, you know, I think Seamus Coleman came into the game a lot, um, defended pretty poorly at times, but had a lot of good moments in the game. And I, I think we, we we did show something, and you know, the, the money. 
ultimately you know knocked the ball over the line for us on the day was Dominic Carver and I saw the replay at all time it was literally on the line when he gets his head on the ball and do you know what we're all sat here laughing now about this but I think if Moyes Keane had, had scored that or if he'd scored four goals in his last three games regardless of his performance we'd be talking the lad up and saying how well he's been doing so I think I think Carver-Lewin today deserves credit for his goal and certainly credit for his all-round performance as well that's right yeah a lot of questions there Matt that's <laughs> Let's talk about City's kit again, I apologise. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, first half performance, yeah, we, from the off, City were um, showing their class. And do you know what, when um, Walcott went down, it must have been only after 60 seconds or so, I thought, Christ, that's a good breather into the game. Um, and uh, I, I think we've just seen that Walcott has left hospital, which is great news. Yeah. Um, but it will be coming on that early. Uh, I think it did affect our balance and game plan. Um, and that was quite evident in the first goal. Um, you saw, at, at times, I thought our left-hand side with, with Dean and Iwobi, they were either marking the same man or neither. And um, it, it's almost like Dean was caught out, uh, whether, he, whether he was meant to be pressing um, against, I think it was Mares that was running down the, the, down the wing for their first goal. Lunged in, um, you'll learn from it, you shouldn't be doing that against um, that quality opposition. Um, and... Unsurprisingly, uh, De Bruyne put in a fantastic cross for them to score. Uh, but I think our reaction was really pleasing as well. Um, you well know, it was straight away, it was. Sixers had that shot, doesn't he? Yeah. Like, which Everson say, like, it was literally 30 seconds afterwards. And, you know, by me and, the, you know, where I was sitting today, like, as soon as that goal goes in, heads go down, people go down for the pint at half time, you know, not half time necessarily, but. You know, they're thinking about getting the bevy and going for the piss and that kind of thing, but you know yeah. the lads kept at it. To be fair, yeah, and the, the fans' heads didn't go down either. I mean, we've seen that against um, lesser opposition um, in the past few years, where we, we've gone one 0 down and they, you know, was disgruntled. Maybe it came at a good time in the first half, but um, yeah, we were we were causing City a nuisance throughout the uh, the final. I'd say 25 minutes of that uh, first half. Um, talking about the goal, Coleman did extremely well. Uh, when I saw the initial replays, I thought he was pissed off at someone, and I was thinking, <laughs> is he actually fuming at Calvert Lewin here? Yeah. Am, I, am I making things up? Did they announce that was Sigurdsson that scored? No, I think they said it was Coleman. Oh, they said it was Coleman. This is me uh, blind and deaf. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Coleman uh, had, a, had actually probably the best performance on the pitch today. Uh, took the goal really well. Um, sort of actually, I'm happy for Calvert Lewin that he did pinch it because. That ball could actually have been just skewing wide at the back post, and the fact that Carver Lewin um, took an opportunity to, to gamble on it and um, actually put his head on the ball, um, that's really positive uh, because it could easily have been going, going wide. Uh, so I'm really happy that Carver Lewin actually took the goal. It didn't. I think. I think it wasn't a score like that flattered us at all going in one all to the to the to the first first half half time. Um, and I think Guardiola can have no complaints certainly um, it's just a shame that we didn't carry on to the second half uh, I'd like to talk about Schneidlin um, <laughs> this has in, been in a good way or a negative way in a negative way um, this has been bubbling inside me for quite a while now <laughs> I feel it's <laughs> this might be some time this might be um, I feel that after the game we probably have all these analysts that go to the players and they say you made this many dribbles you made this many passes and I feel that Schneidlin has probably got a very high pass completion rate in fact I think someone told me he's got the highest pass completion rate going forward I personally feel that he plays the system in that he'll only make a pass he knows 
uh, will come off a very safe pass and the majority of passes are sideways or backwards and the ones that are forward are a couple of feet forward and I, I don't think that we can afford to have him seemingly collide through a match offering very little as a, as a midfield player maybe it's because we've been spoiled with uh, Garner Gay that you kind of see that's what a, a holding midfielder does but for me personally I felt we couldn't sell him because his wages are astronomical and no one would take it off our hands and now we're just making the best of a bad situation by just playing him how he keeps getting in game after game I, I, I don't really know um, I thought it was going to be a positive rant <laughs> I actually thought he was alright today <laughs> <laughs> well you know game opinions and all that like yeah. now um, when you see Delph play and when it was Delph and Gomez there's two players that would play in those positions and would offer something going forward as well as going back Shailin probably looked like he played well because we were under the cost quite a lot and he played safe balls side to side he did play one very good diagonal ball um, out to our wing I can't remember who was on the wing but other than that I bet he's coming away with a very high pass completion rate and I can see why he doesn't get dropped um, Paddy Boylan's here as well Paddy um, just, just traipsed in through the rain into the, into the beer garden at Rigby's um, obviously we're sort of halfway through this show just sort of to get you, you caught up on it and, and you know get you involved um, how'd you feel coming out of that today um, you know spoke about with the lads there sort of a mixed reaction um, sort of pleased with the performance I sort of thought we were okay without ever being really very good at any point um, what did you think of it I think 3-1 probably flatters City a little bit. Purely, you look at the chances created by um, Awobi and Sigurdsson. Edison's had to make a couple of really good saves, probably blinding saves. And for me, for 70-odd minutes, he's probably the best player on the pitch. That tells you something in itself. Um, that being said, it's another defeat. That run continues. And you look now and you think, but this is an Everton side that needs to consolidate and consolidate quite quickly because it's at risk almost of becoming a real downward spiral and negative trajectory um, Green shooter recovery Calvert-Lewin led the line well um, brought others into the game and I think on the whole Everton at least looked to create looked to exploit and did exploit spaces and weaknesses in that City defence so it's kind of a mixed bag for me as I'm sure it probably is for all of you um, but I'm strangely not quite as disappointed certainly not as disappointed as I was last weekend a game that we absolutely should be winning should never ever lose to a newly promoted side of home after you've spent 100 million in the summer here it was more for me a case of City's superior quality ultimately shining through not an awful lot we could have done about that yeah. um, you know I'll come to you first on this one Mike you know, after half time they, they started the game quite well they have a couple of chances and it, it sort of felt after about an hour I was sort of standing there in the Gladys Street thinking this could be one of those games where we just managed to nick it and it's you know a, a bit of a famous Goodison night and it, it just felt in the, the minute or two before City scored that they were starting to get on top and there's a few heavy legs on our side and ultimately the, the goal doesn't necessarily their second goal doesn't necessarily come from that it's it's just very disappointing to think when you're in a game like that and you're the outfield players and you're battling and you're toiling and you're scrapping and you're trying to get everything you can to see the goal like that with your goalkeeper should probably do a little bit better it's just uh, I imagine you're, you're a midfielder or a fullback or Dominic Carvalho and you know running around the front for the entire game all of a sudden the air just goes out here a little bit doesn't it 
completely agree. Um, I think there's sometimes this season that Everton can play for 180, 270 minutes and not score a goal. And today, the reason I'm not so disappointed is because we look dangerous. Um, we looked like we were going to score. Uh, it looked like we were going to score more than one. We had chances. And then I, I completely agree. Um, it's not like they were all over us before the goal, like they were in the first half, where like Gundogan's absolute criminal miss, where he's hit the bar. Um, it, it came from something of nothing, but that is why they're paying the millions of pounds for players like Mares, who basically whips in a free kick from pretty much nothing to, to put them ahead. From there... Keep a shot for you, Batty, with those shot, um, Too far away for me to see, so I'm not actually seen the goal since, but uh, I've seen on social media that people are saying that Pickford probably should have saved it. I actually thought Pickford had a good game. I thought his distribution was excellent. Um, yes, I mean, it's obviously gutting. We're, we're right in the middle of the game. We're in their faces. They don't look like they're breaking us down. And then from that, and then we're chasing the game third goal sucker punch that's that's the end of it but that's why they're champions and we're hopefully top six breakies <laughs> yeah I completely agree and um, you know the fact that we're playing against Man City that are constantly springing across the back four uh, inside back again and don't underestimate how tiring that is as the opposition uh, team um, and then if you do commit and manage to get a break and then they're counter-attacking it just zaps all the energy you saw that with the Wobie Dean was huffing and puffing in the last sort of 15 minutes as well um, so yeah we did tire but we're not probably not going to face those levels um, against many teams this season which is why I'm not too concerned um, and just touching about what Mike said then in terms of disappointing about chances um, we had a couple of great opportunities from uh, corners that the heads, heads were quite limp um, it's quite disappointed not to force keeper into more of a save Edison um, yeah, I, they, were, they, were good, they were good saves but probably not spectacular saves well yeah, yeah the saves they should make yeah. the saves they should make um, so yeah we, 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 we could easily have nicked it um, I was never completely confident it would ever go that way it was one of those games where I was never relaxed but actually I don't think the City fans were ever relaxed either um, and that's probably testament to how we played um, I thought it was actually a great game didn't go our way um, and that's the overall reason why I'm not disappointed coming out of it uh, Paddy then we'll, we'll sort of do the rounds here before we wrap up um, obviously City show the quality then and take the game away from Everton later on as you sort of expected to do while we're pushing forward um, but it's even before this game for a lot of people I already turned to turf more in a week's time and what that's going to be because I think while it's good battling against the, you know an elite side today at home and sort of showing spirit and showing positive aspects of the game going away at Burnley which is going to be a battle it's going to be physical it's going to test this team in a lot of different ways um, if Everton go there and they lose that international break feels very very long and it suddenly feels like it might be very very long for this club and the ball potentially to make a big decision as well and Marco Silva you'd imagine will be under huge pressure if Everton don't do, do the business next week well you would have to assume so um, I'm just looking at last season though and I think it actually was an international break that inspired a bit of turnaround in Everton's fortunes. They, they'd lost to Millwall and lost a, a couple of other big games. And it was almost like that two weeks was a refresher, both for Silver and his own ideas, but also the implementation and for the players themselves. So I'd, that could go one of two ways. That could be a blessing in disguise. It might help the players regroup somewhat, or it might continue and exacerbate the issue. It might have players kind of dwelling on it. So 
I'm, I'm not entirely sure from that point of view. You are obviously entirely right. Burnley's massive, an absolutely massive game. It's going to be on Keane and Mina in particular to stand up to what will probably be quite a physical aerial assault. Um, but I, I kind of feel as though if we see more of the same stuff again, things will slowly and steadily start to improve. This is not a side that looks even capable of competing for the top six at this moment in time. It's a team that's kind of very, very middling at, at best, on <laughs> at worst, something even worse than that. Um, and it's going to require regrouping, it's going to require, require character. Um, and I'd just like, to, I'd like to see, uh, I, I spoke about renewal and, uh, and refreshing, I'd like to see new ideas, I'd like to see something more than 43-1 with Schneidlin being the like-for-like replacement for Idrissa Gay. I'd like to see more than Keane and Mina always being the ones to kind of shoulder the burden in the absence of Kurt Zuma. And I, I just think it, it needs, it, we need to see some different things and we need to see, not experimentation, that's the wrong word, but we need to see what Alex Awobi, for example, can do as a number 10 because I think sometimes Sigurdsson goes missing. Um, I'd like to see what Awobi and Bernard can do in tandem one being in the centre and one being in the left because that's another creative avenue we haven't really explored that often and even Moyes Keane can we, can we see Moyes Keane playing just off Dominic Calvert-Lewin for example it just, not today as such but in recent weeks it just felt all too stale um, a bit regressive and the team selection obviously raised an awful lot of eyebrows as well I actually think Silva was partly vindicated in some of the decisions, Calvert-Lewin for example um, and we won't ever know what would have happened with Theo Walcott. The good, the good news, by the way, is that he's okay and was already back in the dressing room uh, after receiving the all-clear from his scan at the hospital. Um, moving forward, I think you, you've got to see more from Richarlison, you've got to see more from Keane, Bernard, players of that ilk. Um, and if we build on the, the, the small green sheets of recovery that we've seen today, I'm, I'm kind of quite confident that we can push on a little bit and at least kind of look like a top seven or top eight side. If Silva can't do that, at least, then yeah, of course he's got a big question to answer and I think the board ultimately if it gets to the end of the season looking like that they may well have to make a decision um, I think the Burnley game might be a bit similar to the Sheffield United game if I was setting up a team to play Everton I would give them all of the ball because I think we, we don't really know what to do with it I think we looked attacking and we looked really good today because City really attacked us and there were and there were spaces to exploit but as we saw against Sheffield United there were no spaces and we didn't really know what to do our, our kind of go-to was let's knock it out to the wings and then whip the ball in but we're whipping the ball in to Moise Keane who I don't really think is known for his aerial ability we now need to get someone through the middle that can, can unlock a defence now I actually thought Gilfie Sigerson was okay today. I don't think it was his, his best performance, I think mean, it was his worst. But I, I do think in the last couple of games, I, I struggled to think what he's actually brought to the team. You remember, this is a £45 million pound, pound player. You're thinking, what, what are you actually bring in? Because all we ever do is go out to the wing, cross the ball in, they header it clear and, and we reset again. How about we try and break teams out through the middle, intricate passing. Um, he's known for his long shots. His one today was yeah. His one today was the first one I remember of this season. Really, um, I felt Dominic Calvert Lewin um, deserved the recall, and he was he was winning a lot of headers, but he was so isolated that 
let's say the defender won the header and the ball was there to be won the our supposed attacking free was so far back that Fernandinho or someone else would just mop it up and the City wave would, would come again do we need positional discipline where Sigurdsson has to sacrifice some of his defensive work and say no you're going to have to stay close to Calvert-Lewin he's going to challenge for the ball he'll either win it or force a defender into mistake and then you have the long shots thinking back to last season I think that's how we scored uh, the first goal against Man United when we beat them 4-0 I think there was a, a break in the midfield second goal, second goal yeah, and yeah. it was his long shots it's what he's known for our team's getting wise to him and just nullifying his effect maybe maybe not but it's up to Silva to find a way around that personally for me I would try Bernard Awobi and Richarlison um, just behind Keane and Calvert-Lewin for, for Burnley all out attack all out attack yeah one final point from me it's a very simple short point really if we play next week with the, the attitude we had today I think we'll beat Burnley and I think there's reason to be optimistic uh, no pressure then yeah it's, it's an absolutely massive game of Turf Moor next week uh, of course here on the Blue we'll be here to recover it uh, we, well to cover it uh, we are going to wade our way through these increasingly heavy showers out here in the back of Rigby's uh, back inside for a, a nice pint get a room probably not watch match of the day but uh, yeah cheers for tuning into this it's the Match Reaction Podcast cheers to Patty, Mike and Nick uh, we'll speak to you again very soon what makes for a great vacation Depends on who you ask. Are you looking to get away or bring everyone together? Do you want to get outside and play or see a play at the plate? Fortunately, however you operate, I'm the destination you've been looking for. The name's Missouri, but you can call me Mo. And I have just one question. What's your MO? To find your MO, tap now. Or for information on safe travel, come see me at visitmo.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.